produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Episode of We Be Geek. We Be Geeks. I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> I, oh, right. Get wrong. Yeah. Hey, my, there's three people on this one. Now. Not. Okay. Not now. Now. On this night, yes, there were now three people <laughs> as we record. I knew it was going to catch up to me eventually. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Welcome to another episode of Wookie Radio. It is the Smothers 3. You've already heard the voices, so you don't need any inductions, but I'm going to do it anyway. It's Derek Ken and myself, Mike. Besides me fubbing, how are you guys doing? Good. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Trying to stay warm. Yeah, trying. It's, it is cold as hoth at my, right here now. What, what's this with the Star Wars app? What's it say for you guys? I guarantee it'll say hoth, but let me look. Well, it, mine definitely does. Plus, there's a planet colder than hoth. Because right now, the temperature outside is reading negative two for me. Ooh, not Feels good. like hoth, yeah. I guess there's no planet colder than hoth yet. Not yet. <laughs> I can't imagine one. Well, for me, it says... Feels like Alderaan, 46 degrees. I didn't realize. I'm assuming Alderaan's supposed to be an Earth-like planet then? I believe so. That's what it looks like when they do the um when the one time we've actually seen it. Or no, we saw it in the Clone Wars, didn't we? No. I thought there was one other time they went to Alderaan. Rebels. Maybe it's the Rebel. Okay. Briefly. Yeah, that was that was briefly. Okay. I knew we'd seen it more than once. Yeah. So Well, twice. We saw it, technically saw it twice in the movies. Uh, although one was very short-lived. <laughs> What, too too soon? Yeah, no. Hey, the weather's perfect there now. Yeah. Hey, you know, everybody sets up so you can blow up the Death Star at midnight on New Year's. I wonder if anybody actually sets up to blow up Alderaan at midnight. (laughs) I'm sure there are some people that do. Uh, So while it is uh, feeling like Hoth to many of you guys out there, at least at the time of recording, uh, which is on Wednesday, could be different at when the show air is dropped, as you guys are hearing this, this weekend. Um, It's definitely going to be different here. It's supposed to be at like 50 degrees on Saturday and Sunday and rain. Yeah. After being negative two right now on Wednesday. Um, All I got to say is stay warm. Remember, they smell better on the outside than they do on the inside. And I know that's not the quote, but that's where you get at. <laughs> that's where the quote was pretty much getting to. So, um, so yeah, where do we, uh, where do we begin? I think we'll start in collectibles to the, this week. That works. There's some interesting new things that have been, um, that have just come out recently. Uh, over at Fanthatrax, you can see the pictures of all this. And uh, have you guys ever put together the Metal Earth model kits? No. I tried. I didn't do well at it. I have 
I have six of them together already over here because I have Kylo Ren shuttle, uh, the Tide, that's Vader's Tide Advance. I have an Adat. I have Slave One, the regular Tide Fighter, the Falcon, and the Star and the Star Destroyer. And I actually have an X Wing. I still need to put together. Anybody who doesn't know, these are basically um, die cut aluminum sheet metal that you um, clip the parts out of it and fold them together, kind of origami style, to make models. Well, Metal Earth has made a lot of. Um, they've made some droids. They've made all kinds of ships and ve- vehicles. And um, they make it for all kinds of different properties, too. They make Star Wars, Star Trek, uh, historical monuments, uh, different like cannons and stuff. There's all kinds of things Metal Earth makes. Well, they have something new they're putting out. And this is a series of six helmets for Star Wars. And it's actually a helmet that's painted. It looks just like the helmet from the movie that's sitting on a pedestal. And uh, they're putting out Darth Vader, Boba Fett, a First Order Stormtrooper, Kylo Ren, a Rebel Helmet, and then a Praetorian Guard. And actually, the Rebel Helmet is actually Luke Skywalker's helmet. So, um, and anybody, these actually, the cool thing about Metal Earth models is they're not going to break the bank. They're 10 to 12 bucks each, depending on where you get it. Most of your craft and hobby stores have them ha- um, sitting probably right by the register because they're, e- they're an easy impulse buy. And as long as you take your time, they're not extremely difficult. There takes a little bit of effort, and it helps to have have like some tweezers and like needle nose pliers once in a while just to make sure that you got the tabs just right to make them fit but um i have a good time with them these look like they're going to be a blast to try to put together you guys see the pictures on these ones yeah yeah i what's always impressed me with metal earth is the details on these things when you're done <laughs> the the only one that of these well the only two of these that really spark my interest is the boba fett and luke's helmet yeah well this one here that i've made you would actually get a lot of you'd like mike i don't know the ad here yeah yeah. See, I I would almost consider sending you the money, having you buy it, make it, and send it back. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Same thing with the Falcon. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have I have the Falcon here that I've already put together. I have an X wing that I have to put together still. I haven't quite got there yet. Um, I also I'd like to get. They have an R two D two also. Yeah. I possibly put together. So these are awesome. Amazon and everybody has them also. But like I said, all your hobby and um, craft stores and stuff have usually carry them also. So check those out there. But the other one that's really cool for um, for collectors especially, because I know there's plenty of Lego collectors out there. Now, we yep. a couple weeks ago, we mentioned that Lego was putting out some special sets for the 20th anniversary of the um, Phantom Menace and the 20th anniversary of the Lego license for Star Wars. And it was the first time Lego had actually licensed any uh, property other than just straight Lego. And uh, they, they took a big risk licensing Star Wars and spending the money on the license, but I think it paid off over time, considering that they've bought all kinds of licenses since then. And uh, if they hadn't started buying with Star Wars, you wouldn't have things like the Lego movie or any of the Lego games that everybody loves to play. True. Which has had in the Lego movies, Star Wars appearances. Yes. And uh, there will be more Star Wars appearances come, what is it, February with the Lego movie too. Yep. I think it's already in the trailers. We've seen, uh, is the Falcon back, I think? Mm, uh, I, think- I don't know. If it is, it's, it's probably uh, it's probably the the uh, Force Awakens Falcon. Yeah, I don't know. Well, the nice thing is, the interesting and weird thing with Lego is somehow they worked it in their contract that um, they have full creative control once they buy the IP. Because the original Lego movie, remember, had uh, DC characters. I believe there was a couple Marvel characters running around in there. There was Star Wars characters running around, all in this one movie. <laughs> Yep. Mm. So those that if you buy it when they bought the license, they get full rights to do anything they want. That's Lego. Well, I'm fully expecting to. Uh, speaking of that, that well, I don't know because 
its um, its rawlings. But I would love to see Harry Potter in it. But knowing how tight she is with her property, yeah. I don't see it happening. I don't, yeah, I don't know because the, the way they go, usually most of the Lego licenses, they're, they're all pretty much bought the same way. It could be because it's an international license officially. I don't know. Well, no, it's, it's, it's her. Yeah, yeah. But it's her. She is very particular. I mean, yeah. super particular. Well, she probably made sure the contract's written exactly the way she wants it to look. Yeah. But that's so you don't have a lot of, that's why we don't have a lot of different things crossing over and mucking up the timeline and stuff. Because she has control over what is, uh, what's real and what's not. True. So, but um, the, over at Br- Brothers Brick, I guess they put up these images and actually the some of the details about the five 20th anniversary sets. We know what they are now. And um, and it's a wide range of prices. It, starting from all the way down at, uh, where is it? $25, $24.99, all the way up to $160.99. It's only five sets. The first one they have here is actually uh, this Luke Snowspeeder, which uh, comes with, it looks like a firing, the lasers fire. It's got the grappling hook on the back. It also comes with the radar dish cannons that the Rebels use on the lines fighting the AT-ATs. comes with one of those. You get four minifigs with this. You get uh, Luke Skywalker, his gunner Dak, and you get a Hoth Trooper. And then something special. Each one of these kits has a special edition 20-year anniversary uh, minifig on a pedestal that when you get all five, you can actually attach all the five together into one display. And this right. one is you get Lando Calrissian on the, on the pedestal. And this one is the 20th anniversary edition, 309 pieces, and it retails for $39.99 in the U.S., $49.99 in Canada. Um, anybody who's interested, it's uh, Lego set number 75259. So if you're looking it up in the catalogs and stuff, that's where you'll find it. The that's next cool. one, yeah. Well, the next one's really awesome, too, because it's actually... Uh, Lego set number 75243, and it is Slave 1, the 20th anniversary edition. It comes in at 1,007 pieces and retails here in America at uh, $119.99. Wow. So actually, that's the most expensive one for mm-hmm. out of these. And this one actually comes, it is the Slave 1, everything you expect from that. It comes actually with Han and Carbonite. Yeah. Uh, blaster bolts. And then I'm not sure what the yellow thing is at the bottom. It's probably a launcher for the blaster bolt or something. I'm not sure. Or actually, I bet you that's the pedestal so that Han floats. Huh? It looks like a brick separator. Yeah, but I'm th- looking at that, and look, I'll bet you that's what the Han and Carbonite sits on, so it looks like it's floating. Could be. But you get five minifigs with this one. You get Lando, or yeah, not Lando. You get Boba Fett. You get Han Solo from uh, Cloud City. You get, that's Zuckus in the middle, right? And what's the mm-hmm. one on the far right, or far left? Far I don't know, right? I, Wait, no, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, okay. no, I, I think on the far left is Zuckus. In the, you got oh, Zuckus, Forlong, Boba Fett. Okay. So the, just for the rest record, this will be the first minifig before Lom. Oh, sweet. Because Zuckus came out with um, the Bounty Hunters kit, which had the speeder, which gave him a couple speeder bikes. Oh, okay. Now, you're, again, asking about that orange thing with the post? Yeah. That's a brick separator. Derek's right. It's a brick separator. Okay. Yeah. Because what, the, would, you- what would you use that for? Yeah, why? I mean, if unless I mean, obviously to take it apart, but well, in, in case you put a piece in the wrong spot and you're having problems getting it off, yeah, you you would use that to do it. Oh, okay. Uh, and I don't there, there's, a, there's a variety of ways you could you could use it to to remove parts and pieces. Okay. Um, well, I have quite a few of them here <laughs> at the house. Ah, okay. <laughs> I'd love to start getting into Lego, but usually it's an expensive hobby to get into. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. They're, they're, these, these kits are not priced that bad. No. A lot of times you figure almost 10 cents 
a a piece yeah is your pricing okay well the special edition um 20th anniversary minifig for this is actually a um, episode four leia on the pedestal yep. then we move on to the next one and it's actually uh kit number 75258 and it's anakin's pod racer 20th anniversary edition and this one comes with a uh, young anakin and padme and you get the pod racer and everything that holds it up off the ground your magnetic binders and everything then this one actually comes with uh luke in the x-wing costume as a um, special edition 20th anniversary figure. Yep. This one comes in at 279 pieces and a retail price of 29.99 in the US. Yeah. You get that's, that's not right. Lego. No. Next one you get to we're getting um to the set number 75261, the Clone Scout Walker 20th anniversary edition. And it comes with the Clone Scout Walker from uh that's episode 2, right? No, 3. From episode 3. three. Yep. It comes with the Scout Trooper from episode 3. Uh, uh, a battle droid, Chewbacca, with the rifle, not the bowcaster, and it looks like a um, Kashyyyk gun emplacement for that. And that's a spider droid, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't believe that's Chewie though. That's not. You think it's just a generic Wookie? Yeah, I believe it's a generic Wookie. Okay, and then the special edition minifig for this one is Darth Vader on the pedestal, and this one is 250 pieces, and it also comes in at 29.99. And then the last one is set 75262 in the Imperial Dropship 20th Anniversary Edition. This one comes with three regular stormtroopers, the uh, Death Trooper. And now this dropship, have we seen it on any any of the movies? No, uh, but again, it is a... Give me a second. Was it a concept or was it for one of the cartoons? No. It, I think it was a kit they made, hence why it's the 20th anniversary. Um, shoot. Trying to f- see if I can find it. I think that's this one from any of the movies or anything, unless I totally missed something. Well, while you're looking for it, this one does come with the um, Han Solo special edition minifig. And this one would be the end of your uh, set because all the rest of them have the brick off the side to attach to the next one. This one does not. So, uh, But it is Han Solo from uh, episode four. And this kit comes in at 125 pieces at 1999. So if you get all of these and you get the 20th anniversary minifig set, you'd have the episode four Han Solo, Darth Vader, uh, Luke from episode four in the X-Wing costume, Leia from episode four, and Lando Calrissian from the Empire Strikes Back. Did you find it there? Well, I know the first Slave One came out in 2000. Okay. And it's rough. I mean, it's pretty. I had that one. Yeah, it was pretty rough. Well, Uh, these... I know these are not all 20-year-old models because the clone Scout Walker, the ones in there weren't, weren't until episode um, two and three. There, there's the there's the rough. Okay. Uh, and if you think that's rough, as much as I want this kit as well, it's the original yeah. Falcon. Well, the oh, yeah. kit I won, I, there's no way I'll ever afford it because I'd love to get that, um, what was it, the Premier Edition uh, Star Destroyer? The, oh, the one yeah. that was on itself because it wasn't, they didn't build enough supports into it. Yeah. That thing was Beautiful, but it started at four hundred dollars, oh, yeah. and you're lucky if you can find it for double that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, the See, presentations had... that they made of a couple of different things were beautiful. The ones they actually um, didn't look like Lego when they were done because they actually had all the smooth surfaces and stuff. Well, the, they had, the... I think, X-wing, a Tie Fighter, and a couple other ones. The Star Destroyer you're talking about came out in 2002. I thought it was newer than that. Okay, the first Star Destroyer came out in 2002. Yeah, no, this one was what was something like five or six thousand pieces or something like that yeah yeah uh 
because I know most of these are recreations of of the different movies or kids that they have put out. Yeah. Because I remember... Well, yeah, all these are, re- are redos of um, stuff we've already had. It's just... Yeah, yeah just updated. It's just trying to find figure out which one. Oh, of course, I go to 2004, the TIE Collection. Two TIE Fighters, a TIE Interceptor, and Vader's TIE Fighter. But they're, again, very rough looking. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. There's the well, Rebel Snow Speeder. They made a um Super Star Destroyer at some point. Yeah. And then the the Falcon, as we tend to know it, came out. First one came out in 2004. Was the next one that had figs. Um. First Rebel Snow Speeder with figures was 2004. Oh man, going year by year on these. Yeah. Um. Uh, I'm trying to remember what year the uh, there's the Wookiee attack, but it's not the right one. Um. Because I remember they did the. Uh, the pod racers. Those yeah, they're actually did. cool looking sets because they had each yeah. pod separate. I think cool. I think the slave one that we're seeing now is more based on the one from 2006. Okay. Um, so I just keep. Oh yeah, there was that motorized walking at a. Oh. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, they certainly do. The tie crawler, which made no sense. Oh, we're going to put a tie fighter cockpit on a, on tire treads or tank treads. It works in books and games. Sure. Okay, the Imperial dropship came out in 2008. Okay. And what they have done is they have improved it with this. Um, yeah, yeah. There, there's some improvement to this because here's the there's there's the screen for it. You, if you take a look at the original, the the wing plates are totally different. And what it, they connect to is totally different from what the original was. There's your original. Uh, no, actually, that's not the same. But there, there's some minor differences. The cockpit's is a little different. Um, there's some differences, but I, I still haven't found the others. I, 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 I knew these were remakes, modernized remakes. Yeah. I was just trying to find the right years. And, and I'm curious to know why, why these specific kits, instead of uh, going with kits straight off of, um, whatchamacallit, um, from 1999, and modernize those kits. Yeah, that's a good question. These were some of the um, maybe these are the modern modern versions or the just the best selling kits they've had. Remember, they're celebrating the twenty years of the Lego license, so it could be stuff that they've pulled from all throughout the history of Lego's license. Obviously, right. but I did find an interesting list here of um, now we said with some of the pieces the that um, let me bring it back up. How much was in that Slave One was the biggest kit out of this one? But right. um, how many pieces were in that Slave One kit? Did you see? I don't have it sitting in front no, of me again. Uh, back up. Again, I'm looking at built. I'm looking at build instructions not um hang on half a second i got it right here not the actual kits it's like biggest of these 20th anniversary kits was the um slave one at a thousand one thousand seven pieces well you guys be interested in the largest star wars these are the actual largest production star wars sets they've made the biggest one they've ever done was the 2017 uh lego star wars ucs uh yeah ucs millennium falcon i don't know what ucs would be ultimate collector series Okay, that's the Millennium Falcon. It came in at 7,541 pieces. Yeah, that's the one where the box had a pull-up 
travel handle for you to roll out of the store. Yeah, you can actually still buy it. They have it available in the Lego store. And when you bought it, you got a special um you you, you got a special uh VIP card, Lego VIP card as well. Yeah. Well, this one brings in at $800 on the Lego website. Yep. Making so you can it, still buy it right now. Making it the second largest or second most expensive Lego kit. Yeah, this this actually has it listed as the um biggest Lego set ever made. Well, yeah, it's the biggest and it's the priciest. Um, the second, which was the record holder, was the uh, the original UCS uh, Falcon. No, which, there's two that are bigger than that. No, price-wise. Oh, no, I don't know price-wise. I'd have to look at the store. But the second largest set overall is the Lego Harry Potter Hogwarts Castle yeah. that comes in at 6,020 pieces. And I got to look up the Lego store for half a second, and we'll see. That comes at $400. Yep. And then the Taj Mahal is behind that. That comes in at either, that's interesting, it has it either at um, 5,922 or 23 pieces. So, oh, that's okay. It depends on which one. It was done in um, 2008 and re-released in 2017. Yeah. So the 2016 one has one extra piece. I don't know what it is, but they have an extra piece in it. But <laughs> the fourth on the list is actually the second Star Wars one. And um, now the first Millennium Falcon there, the big one, comes with 10 minifigs. Yeah. One is the Lego Star Wars Ultimate Collector's Millennium Falcon from 2007 with five minifigs. And it only comes in at 5,997 pieces. Yeah. But then the, come the, down further. The huh? first one, it was done, and I think the new one is as well. It's pretty much done at um at scale for almost true one to one for the minifigs. Oh, that is awesome. Where you can actually put the minifig I think you can actually put the minifig in the hallway going to the cockpit. Oh, that would be fantastic. Which you don't yeah. get in the current one. It'd be nice if I had dollars sitting around. Yeah. See, okay, at this point in time, here are the kids that came out in, ni- in 1999. You had the lightsaber okay. duel and it was Maul and Gwydon. You had the land speeder, the original land speeder, um, which I think I have that kit. Uh, the droid fighter, Naboo Swamp, uh, speeder bikes, a snow speeder, and this one's still a little different than that one. Uh, Anakin's pod racer, so that's a nod to uh, to that. So the snow speeder and the pod racer, even though slightly different kit-wise, th- those are a nod back to to, uh, to the original kits that came out in 99. Uh, you had an X-Wing fighter. You had a Naboo fighter, Starfighter. Uh, there was a TIE fighter and X-Wing. Uh, you had a Sith infiltrator, a Gungan sub, and Mon Espa's pod racer. <laughs> Personally, I mean, cool that they've got the pod, Anakin's pod racer, the snow speeder. Um, I understand Slave 1, but they're already doing so much with Slave 1. I would love to have seen either a land speeder or or the x-wing fighter or a newer um sith either sith infiltrator or naboo fighter yeah because the sith infiltrator the first one was kind of ugly yeah i have yeah. actually the original naboo starfighter actually sitting on a shelf downstairs and i know they i know they've redone the naboo starfighter a couple times yeah yeah I thought that was an awesome design for a ship when they first put it out. Yeah, it's a good-looking ship. It was. It's cool. It um, looks sleek, and it looks new. And uh, it's a departure a little bit from the, exactly what we wanted. It was sleek and new, and, um, and it still looks tough, but it's a different. It's totally different than where we were at with the Rebel ships, with the X-Wings and the A-Wings and the Y-Wings. Right. So. For the Naboo fighter, there has been one, two, three, four, five. 
six, seven different kits. There's been a wow. micro, a micro fighter, um, mm-hmm. the original Nabu fighter in 99, a special edition one that came out in 2000, a st- uh, one in 2007 that came with a vulture droid, uh, 2011. Uh, okay. Then there was one. You remember when they had the kits that came in the, in the balls that were the planets? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. There was one in that. Um, and then the last one came out in 2015. Was there uh, uh, one of the uh, collector series? I think I think that is the uh, special edition. Right, right. Nabu, yeah. It's got the stand and the little nameplate. Right, yep. Um, yeah, uh, even though it says special edition Nabu Starfighter, it's part of the Ultimate Collector series mm-hmm. with many parts in actual chrome silver. Yes, I remember that, yep. So, um, but the, the kit in 2015... Probably one of the other nicer kits done up. Yeah, but like I said, the Lego is awesome to get into, and they're fantastic kits, and they uh, they really learn how to um, teach you real easy to make the even like a thousand piece kit is not um, undoable to make because the the way they do their um, now you're gonna get a novel to how to put this together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, d- depending on the kit. Yeah, but they do it in a way that anybody from the, a seven, eight, nine year old to adults can put this together and have a good time doing it. Right. For me, it's one of those. It's my stress relief. Yeah. 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 It, it really is. It, it's a stress relief for me. I, I just absolutely love building with Legos. Uh, I'm trying to see the Sith Infiltrator, believe it or not. Uh, one, two, three. I said six. Um, there was the original. There, there were two minis. Uh, 2011's was actually a major improvement. Or 2007, I think it's seven. Yeah, 2011. And then there was another one released in 2015, which is almost similar to uh, to the one from 2007 or 2011. Huh. So interesting. Yeah. So yeah, I mean the Snow Speeder, Anakin's Pod Racer. I, I'm sure you know the Tie Fighter and Y Wing would have been a great set. Yeah. Um, well. The- Mm. Here is it stuff from the entire, um, at least the entire run up through. I don't, I don't think there's anything out of the. Um, I didn't see. There's nothing out of the sequel trilogy, but no. it's out of the first. All first six movies are basically represented here. Yeah. Um, well, you get a Death Trooper, so that'll bring it. That brings in Rogue One. Oh yeah. So you have a good representation of the entire saga, and um, you got a good price range, ranging from what was the the lowest one was at 19.99 all the way up to. $120. So $20 to $120 in the five kits. It's a good range. It's broad range and stuff from a little bit of everywhere. Right. I, I'm looking. There's no two movies that are the same in this. I'm going to get I'm ones and all kinds of stuff. But you know what? I got to admit, um, I, out of the Lego Movie 2 set, there is a kit that I want, and it's 10 bucks. And that's the uh, oh. the original space. They've done a kit with Benny and other space figs. So there's a white, there's a yellow with the original logo there's benny with his cracked helmet but they you they went back to the what? original helmets but from what Le, uh the lego movie 2 set i know but what what is the set um it's like space builders oh okay oh you're talking about from original lego okay well it's it's a kit from the lego movie 2 yeah but they but it's, u- yeah but they use the lego space people like B- 
Benny. Mm-hmm. And if you mix these with the originals, you would think, oh my God, I got an original. Except for the pink one, which was not one of the original colors. <laughs> uh, your, orig- your original colors were white, black, blue, red, and yellow. And a lot of people think, oh, green. Well, no, green has the wrong helmet. Um, green has the newer helmet. And it's um, so, uh, but with these, they actually bring back the original helmets, which is quite cool. So, I mean, sorry to, to sidetrack like that, but no, that's fine. Dude, Lego is, Lego is something that is loved by billions of people around the, or mil, at least millions of people around the, um, around the planet. So, well, yeah, they're pretty popular. Well, Derek, see, yeah. I I've got uh, I've got some of the original Lego figures that came from the where the arms just molded into the torso and the legs. There were no legs; it was just a a leg piece. They they didn't move like they do now. Yeah. Um. So I I've got that, and I have. A policeman and a fireman from that so and those are still quite valuable on their own so that that makes that interesting as well but the the lego kits i mean there's there were stories that were popping up saying uh whatchamacallit that um legos are are more valuable than gold (laughs) maybe some of the original ones (laughs) uh apparently the original taj mahal kit is probably the most expensive out there yeah that's not even that old the original kit they what oh is it oh seven or eight something like that so yeah. Anyway, to sidetrack quite a bit, but get us back on track for Star Wars. Wow! If we're getting back on track, then we might as well talk about uh, the soup or bowl that's coming up. The, the soup bowl. The soup bowl. Do you, do, you like what, do you like what I did for the episode art for Weeby Geeks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know, for those who don't care about the Super Bowl. There's still a lot of people who like to watch the commercials during the Super Bowl. And uh, interestingly enough, it looks like this year, um, according to Adage, uh, Disney uh, has put some money down for advertising in an undisclosed number of spots for the game. Um, So since the Super Bowl ads are not cheap. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah. it looks like Disney could be advertising a ton of their big movies. Uh, for example, uh, Captain America, uh, Captain America, <laughs> Captain Marvel, excuse me, uh, Avengers Endgame. Uh, there's several live action Disney movies coming out this year, like Aladdin and Dumbo and The Lion King. So we could see any of those. Um, and there was even a rumor that we could possibly be getting one or even three teaser trailers for episode nine. But unfortunately, not to put a downer on things, but uh, according to The Hollywood Reporter, Disney will not be doing any episode nine commercials during the Super Bowl, uh, even though last year. They debuted footage from Solo, a Star Wars story, but of course, Solo was coming out in May, so it was less time, unlike Episode Nine, which does not come out until the end of the year in December. So, might be a little early for some Episode Nine footage, uh, but but not too soon for Avengers and Captain Marvel and a lot of their other big movies. 
Uh, also, there's the fact that Episode Nine could probably create its own buzz just by simply revealing the title of the movie. <laughs> if they throw that out on the internet, it will explode the internet with, uh, you know, fans and haters alike. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, don't think we forgot about you people. <laughs> but well, we, consider- we didn't forget about them. We just chose to ignore them. Yeah, we, we tried to forget about them. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Um, but given the high price of a Super Bowl ad, it does seem a bit um, a bit of a waste to to show anything from Episode 9 now, which is disappointing but understandable. Um, and according to The Hollywood Reporter, Disney would not confirm reports that they had purchased an undisclosed number undisclosed number of ad spot um but given how many movies they have coming out this year it seems likely we will see something like i said captain marvel captain marvel and dumbo come out in march uh avengers endgame in april aladdin in may toy story 4 in june lion king in in july wow disney's gonna be busy this year (laughs) yep well, let's add to that. Uh, with, with the Fox deal, you got X Men Dark Phoenix. I thought there was a shelf minute. No, it was New Mutants that got put on New, the shelf for the moment. New Mutants is the one that is. Um, uh, well, Dark Phoenix was getting reworked, though, wasn't it? No. No. Okay. I think Dark Phoenix is pretty done. Um, and, and New Mutants is kind of. It, in luck. Well, there's nothing official out yet, but there's been on, all kinds of. It's on hiatus and supposedly canceled, but could still end up on Hulu, potentially. Yeah. Right. But the funny thing is, we've already got a teaser for that one, too. And everything, yeah, which is why it might not be completely shelved. Um, But everything after that has been canceled, which means, unfortunately, that Colin doesn't get his Channing Tatum gambit. You know, in in many ways, I am very happy about that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but I just saw some rumors like in the last two weeks about that still. No, it's officially canceled. Fox has officially canceled everything beyond New Mutants. New Mutants and Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Those two are coming out. Maybe maybe New Mutants at this point in time. But everything beyond those two is done and canceled. Completely canceled. That's just so they can get it folded back into the MCU. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I, I still say you get the guy from, uh, from whatchamacallit, um, NCIS New Orleans. Um, was it Lucas? Lucas Black. Lucas Black. Get him in. See, I don't know him from NCIS. I knew him from um, Fast and Furious. Tokyo Drift. Mm-hmm. He was also on Friday Night Lights. I have watched none of those. So I have no idea who he is. He was in, I think it's the newest Fast and Furious 7 also. Didn't watch Maybe. It was one of the newer ones that they brought him back. But back to the, what Disney's doing. Anyway, so it's still up in the air when we could get a any kind of trailer or anything for Episode 9. But um, possibly when... Uh, you know, something like when Avengers comes out or something like that trailer, but it definitely is kind of early, so I'm not surprised. If I wouldn't be surprised if we see nothing. Yeah, I might be a little surprised because they, they saw what happened last year. Um, we know one of the major problems with uh, Han with the solo movie was waiting so long to just start the marketing. That's true. That is a that is a factor. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah, they've learned anything that that. close to the movie now, but they need to get something out there. Yeah. Again, at what point do we have to say they got to get something out? Yeah, that's the question. I mean, yeah. 
we're going to get something at Celebration, definitely. Right, which, like we've talked about. Yeah, but that could be something as simple as a name drop. No. The the film. No, they'll they'll have a trailer at Celebration. Yeah. I mean, they did with Last Jedi. Well, if for some reason they don't drop the... um, they don't drop the trailer here, then we definitely get it with Captain Marvel, which is one month out from this. Mm. Captain Marvel's another month away. Maybe. Uh, that seems still seems early to me. If we if we get a full trailer. No, it won't be a full trailer. It'd be a tease, because the full trailer will be Celebration. Right. It, I doubt we'll get a tease. If they don't do it this weekend with yeah. the Super Bowl, we're not getting it until... We, that's we, it, they we, always do a teaser and then a full trailer. So And Celebration is in April, so if they drop the teaser in March with uh, Captain Marvel in the full trailer early April with celebration. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't I don't see I don't see a teaser before celebration. I really don't. Yeah, I don't either. If we if we don't see it with the Super Bowl, we're not gonna see anything till celebration. Yeah. Because well, the, gotta, first, cause the first day of celebration is also gonna be the uh shareholders meeting. Yeah. And they're gonna put it out there as well. Well yeah, we were talking about that last week, how they're probably gonna um do some coordinated things so it drops on both at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So um well, what we do know that Disney's spending money on, besides Super Bowl ads, is what's coming on their streaming service content-wise for both Star Wars and Marvel. Oh, uh, yeah. Now, we know Mandalorian is supposed to be um, minimum a hundred or minimum million dollars an episode, supposed to be 10 episodes, so 10 million bucks. Um, but in fact, Disney could be spending up to $500 million on original programming for the service this year, which is insane. First year, yes, because but if yeah. you look at companies like Netflix, they're dropping over a billion dollars a year on new content, yeah, yeah. but they've been at it a longer. And Amazon, Amazon is reportedly putting what close to um, ten to fifteen million dollars an episode into this Lord of the Rings once they finally get done with it. Yep. Now mm-hmm. with this, we know we're getting the Mandalorian. We're supposed to be getting a uh, Cassian Andor series. Um, we're supposed to be getting the rest of the Clone Wars. The the finale with it. Uh, um, I mean, what more? Yeah. I mean. We've talked about seeing wanting a, a like a, a Tatooine type series with the early Luke. You now we talked awesome. yeah. we talked about that with Bonnie Bonnie Peace. Well, also this could put um, something like the um, Shelves Underworld series. Yeah, and supposedly Re- there's rework those just enough so that it fits into the current canon and get it out there because the scripts are supposedly up. We, they had what fifty hours worth of TV. Fifty hours we, worth of TV for it. Yeah, and they just go through re- pick and choose what they want out of that. Right. People People, people would love that in Underworld series where it's all about the um, the CD oh, underbelly yeah. on. Yeah. Yep. Now, uh, also too, speaking of the streaming service, The Mandalorian, uh, John Favreau rolls out a photo of a droid that looks very similar to R5-D4. I mean, almost right mm-hmm. down to a T. Yeah. It looks like basically what R5-D4, if he had not got reworked or anything after um, the Jawas, if they just picked one. And actually, that may be R5-D4. They're on Tatooine. Or no, wait. Yeah. That's been confirmed. Yeah, they're 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 going to be on Tatooine. Yeah. Last we saw him, he had a bad motivator with the Jawas on Tatooine. Yep. This could be the same droid. Yeah. Now, 
to continue on, uh, we have Ryan Watson coming on board as stunt coordinator. Uh, he was the stunt coordinator for uh, Superman versus Batman, uh, which it pains me to say it that way. Um, <laughs> and um, so the report is that he is a veteran stuntman with work that ranges from V4 Vendetta to Batman versus Superman to other Zack Snyder projects. So finally, he's getting to work on some real stuff then. Um, mm-hmm. He works worked with the director on 300 Sucker Punch and is listed as a fight choreographer on Man of Steel, a co-fight choreographer on Batman vs. Superman, and was listed as stunt coordinator on Wonder Woman. Um, and from the look of things, the director is adding Star Wars to his already impressive resume. Yeah. Um, so we have an executive producer, which is John Favreau. We have season one directors. We have our composer, which I don't... Have we discussed this? Ludwig Gorenson uh, to compose? Let's pick up the name real quick. Yeah, it's Lu- Ludwig Go ahead. You try to figure out how to say that. Gorenson? Gorenson, yeah. And then then we also know a good chunk of the cast. Now, Celebration is, well, at time of recording, less than 70 days away. Uh, Mm -hmm. We could be seeing some live action moments from the film or from the series, which, again, why not? Because the shareholders meeting is at the same time, and they've already said there's supposed to be trailers for this and other products that are released this year on Disney Plus shown there. Yeah, like like I've said before on this, I, I would not be surprised to see during the big show at the beginning and during the shareholders we get some behind the scenes or some live action stuff and then on a Mandalorian panel later in the weekend you get the actual premiere episode yeah. for exclusive for celebration. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be exclusive for celebration. That's the whole thing. No, no, no. The pilot episode will be. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Pilot episode maybe. The behind the scenes footage and the sizzle reel style would be for everybody. Yeah, so um, with what little <laughs> time left we have, I know we were chatting in our own <laughs> personal frequencies while on air. Uh, I'm going to say, let's go ahead and hit, uh, and I'll, I'll take lead on this. Um, everything we know about episode nine so far. Uh, okay. Cameos. Jamie Oliver lands a cameo in the series. Name. Uh, hey, wait a minute. Which one's that? He's yeah. a celebrity chef. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, best known for showing the naked, the naked chef. Um, he will be joining Ed Sharon, who will also have an episode nine cameo. Uh, both of them. Thankfully, we won't see their faces because they'll be first order stormtroopers. Yes. Uh, we have heard it will take place a year after the Last Jedi, the events of the Force Awakens and Last Jedi. So, yeah. uh, so I mean, they're saying it's a great surprise that Episode Nine will reportedly jump ahead of the timeline a bit for its story. Well, they kind of have to, I think, at yeah. this point. But you know, I was yeah. kind, I was kind of hoping with the way the film started with Last Jedi initially, I was kind of hoping we would see Ray hand off the saber. They do, they they show her starting her training and. Then jump ahead in the timeline. Then, yeah. But well, one the way the last Jedi ends, you have to get jump ahead, or else the whole movie starts with twenty people in the um, resistance, and that's it. Fifteen yeah. to twenty people. It's kind of hard to have a resistance when it's fifteen to twenty people against uh, what millions of people, probably in the um, first order, or however big it is now. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Now Knights of Ren. Lando's daughter been rumored. Um, Rumors suggesting that Lando's daughter could play a role in episode nine is highlighted over on Wired.com. 
as an unofficial report uh, going on saying that actress Naomi Aki is the person portraying Veranda Calrissian in the film. Uh, okay. The Knights of Wren are also a popular rumor making the rounds, uh, reporting that a person present at Disney marketing at a Disney marketing event confirmed that the shadowy group seen in The Force Awakens um, is the Knights of Wren. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, we're also hearing, too, that Matt Smith is reported to be a addition to the cast. Well, that one was actually confirmed. He is in the movie. We just right. don't know what he's... Uh, he's playing an unidentified key role in the sequel. Now, uh... Yeah, but the, the interesting thing with that is all the big names that they say added to this key role. Remember, uh, Max von Sydow had a key role in the uh, episode 7. Oh, yeah. Right. He only had yeah. screen time, but it was a key role. It was it was a very key role. Um, and nothing says a key role can't be... Uh, a little more than a cameo? Yeah, well, like like Snant, like like uh, Von Snyder's roles. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you know we know production started back on August first, and you know, of course, with Anthony Daniels and a few others saying they have wrapped main production uh, this past week. So um, now the official cast back in July of last year, uh, they did list the the cast. They put uh, StarWars.com, uh, which of course is a Lucasfilm, listed the major cast, uh, including big names as Billy D. Williams, um, Mark Hamill, um, then of course Daisy Ridley, Adam Driver, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, Lupta Noongo, Domino Gleason, which means Hux is still around, Kelly mm-hmm. Marie Tran, Jonas Suotamo, and Billy Lord. Uh, and of course, joining the cast, uh, Naomi Aki, Richard E. Grant, Carrie Russell, um, um, and now Matt Smith being added to the list. Uh, mm-hmm. The announcement also states that Carrie, Lush, Carrie Fisher's character, Leia Organa, will also return using previously unreleased footage shot for The Force Awakens. Um, and, of course, some of this comes as a surprise following the news that no CG will be used for Leia at all in Episode Nine. Um mm-hmm. That, I think, is, um, that's the way they're saying it here. But I right. think what it's going to be a CG Leia, but I would not put it past them to possibly CG change clothing, change a little bit here, do, tweaks. Possible. That's right. No matter who you are, they at this point, they're t- touching up things with CG the entire time. Well, a- Abrams is quoted as saying, we desperately love Carrie Fisher. Finding a truly satisfying conclusion to the Skywalker saga without her eluded us. We're never going to recap. We were never going to recast or use a CG character. With the support and blessing from her daughter, Billy, we have found a way to honor Carrie's legacy and role as Leia in Episode 9 by using unseen footage we shot together in Episode 7. Yeah. Um, so uh, now, as for the title, uh, the films are, are notorious for having used working titles like Solo, a Star Wars story, was Big Red Cup. Uh, Return of the Jedi was under the skies of a horror film called Blue Harvest. Um, episode two was working title was Jar Jar's Big Adventure. Um, so uh, apparently it was reported that the working title for episode nine will be Trixie. So, Trixie. Um, yeah. Um, Force Awaken or, or T R L X I E. 
um, Force Awakens was shot under the title Avco, um, which was you, which was the name of the theater in Los Alamos where young J.J. Abrams first saw Star Wars. So what does Trilxy refer to, if anything? Simply a way to get the Roman numeral for the number nine in the title, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, I think that's Trixie just with the IX capital in the middle and not the LX. Sure. So yeah. Uh, so reunion time. Of course, we know all that. Uh, the gang's all back together. Uh, different endings, same result. Um, it was discussed... Um, yeah, according to everything, Lucas didn't kill Luke until the end of Episode Nine after he trained Leia, which was another thread that never played out in the Last Jedi. Which I'm kind of glad that Leia yeah. never got trained. Well, no, we don't know that she was ever fully trained because right. it's obvious in the Last Jedi she had some training in the Force when she like pulls herself back into the ship oh, after getting blown out. Like that true because. Luke does right. train her. I think Luke does do some training with her in the comics, mm -hmm. which is canon. Um, but George had an overall arc. He didn't have all the details. He sort of had an overall feel for where the sequel was going. But the sequel trilogy is more like a relay race, as uh, Hamill said of the current saga, which appears to be letting his creative teams take overarching events in some unexpected directions. You run, hand off the torch to the next guy. He picks it up and goes. So, um, and then... Uh, that yeah, I think that's now, most of the what yeah. we actually know at the point. Uh, one of the last things is don't let episode nine uh, confuse you as a concluding chapter. Uh, the sequel trilogy, the stars of the sequel trilogy aren't going away, um, which is cool. Let them have their own stuff, but don't call them episodics. Yeah. Episodics is, is the Skywalker saga. Let the Even if we find out Ray is a Skywalker, we kind of know Ren is a Skywalker. Ooh, let's stop the episodics, wrap it up, let them have their own series of films and be completely different. So, well, we know. Um, with the streaming service, we've already seen Cassian Andor. We thought we were done with him because he's dead, but he's back in a new series that's coming out. So you never know what they're going to be able to do with this, with the streaming service, with new movies, with all kinds of things down the line. Right. Very much. Stuff so like we're seeing BB-8 and Poe in um, Resistance right now. Yeah. Which Resistance is getting a lot better. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't. So um, we have anything else? Final thoughts? <laughs> Um, the only one thing we I have is uh Anthony Daniels has revealed that he has finished his final day of filming for Star Wars Episode Nine. Uh, he said he tweeted out, uh, "Today was three pills last on Episode Nine. He's sad, so am I. But we're so proud to have worked with such a lovely, talented cast and crew, led by JJ and Kathy. I'll miss everyone, but I'm glad to know that we've been making something exceptional together to share with the waiting world." So. Like three PO's part is done. Yep. Oh, I'm I'm sure he would possibly quite possibly be back for uh overdubs, ADR work, stuff like that. Yeah. Probably, yeah. But his actual filming actual with, film with yeah. His fellow cast members is done. Yep. Yeah. Well I did see um they're not totally done with all shooting because I guess um it looks like like Adam Driver is still actually in London shooting now. So Yeah, it's supposed it's just, to go February. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh any other final thoughts? 
since we've got a little bit of time left to kill. That's all I had on it. I, we can do a quick rundown of this list here of things that Lucas changed as the films were being made quickly. We can do that before we get... <laughs> We'll have to use the excuse, lack of time, so our discussions don't... Oh, yeah. Well, this one's... It, it, some of this could be real quick. Um, Screen Rant put out a list of 10 different things that Lucas actually changed as he was doing the movies. Things like, um, if anybody saw the original Return of the Jedi, um, the big, long no wasn't there when Vader dies. Mm-hmm. It was actually added after he had done... Added, put that After Lucas had put that into Episode 3, he had Vader... Um, he changed up Vader to put it in there. Yep, which he should have done, which he shouldn't have done. Well, this the, the jury's out on the, most of the changes Lucas has made through the history of this. Um, but as you go through the prequel trilogy, the origins of the Death Star have changed. Um, there's all kinds of references and um, po- that pop up throughout the original trilogy. Um, yeah, in the Attack of the Clones, we see the Death Star design was actually not for, didn't start with the Empire, but the Geonosians. Right, and uh, in the original trilogy, it was all. Uh, uh, it was all supposed to be Imperial only. Um, what What's the motivation for Darth Vader? That evolved as it went. Originally, he was just twisted and evil. He was he fell to the dark side. Well, Vader, Lucas changed up the backstory that Vader was looking for power to save Padme. That's what drove him to the dark side. None of that was there originally. Uh, we get changes in how the Jedi were trained. And uh, now, Luke, in the original trilogy, we did find out that Luke um, was too old to begin the training, according to Vader or according to Yoda. But um, Obi-Wan does start some basic training before he dies. Um, and we see that Luke basically becomes a Jedi with base, but basically a couple of weeks of training. Whereas when you get to the prequel trilogy, it's years and years and years to become a Jedi Knight. Right. So Luke was just a really good student or something. Uh, stuff like Leia, remember in, the, in um, Return of the Jedi, Leia remembers her mom being sad, which I don't know how a, ba- a newborn baby that could know within a minute or two and remember that. Now, I've headcanon, I always thought maybe she was talking about um, her mother on Alderaan or something. I don't know. Maybe her adopted mom died early, so that's the, mo- the only mom she knew. Could be. And as far as we know, I don't remember her ever saying she. they never said that she knew she was adopted, as far as I can remember. I don't think so. So no. she always thought she was the um, daughter of Bail Organa, the actual physical daughter of him. I don't know. Uh, next up, um, we get uh, Anakin's ghost was changed uh, yeah. from Sebastian Shaw to Hayden Christensen. With no explanation of why. No. Right. Or nothing that was comfortable. Yeah. I think the one, the one I heard, the prevailing theory was um, that's the way he looked when he became Darth Vader. So when Darth Vader died, he reverted back to what Anakin looked like at the point Anakin died. So this was actually Anakin there, not Darth Vader. Mm. But that's all up to interpretation. Um, next up is Obi-Wan being a liar. Because originally when R2 shows up, Obi-Wan supposedly doesn't recognize him at all and says, he, I don't remember ever having a droid. Well, back in The Phantom Menace, he works with Obi or with R2-D2 pretty regularly, and then throughout the entire Clone Wars, he's working with R2-D2. So for some reason, he doesn't remember this droid when he shows up at the hut. Right. Two D two is a pretty, um, a pretty memorable droid. Usually, uh, then we get fast Jedi as the as the third. Every lightsaber fight in the original trilogy was a slow chess match here and there, and then you get to the Attack of the Clones, and they're flipping and flying and going all nuts on everything. So the Jedi changed drastically between the um, original trilogy and the pre the prequel trilogy. Right. Next up, we get to the scientific explanation of the Metachlorians. Mm-hmm. 
Originally in the original trilogy, um, they were, it was explained that it's an energy force that surrounds and binds. It had nothing to do with biology. You get to the prequels, and Lucas added in that these metachlorians, basically the way it's described is they help decipher the force or allow you to connect to the force. The more of them you have, the better connection you have with the force. Right. It took a, a lot of the... Um, spirituality out of it, it seemed. Yeah. The last change is the big one that everybody still screams and yells and hollers about who shot first. Uh-huh. The original cut of episode four, um, Han shot, or um, Han shot first and Greedo, um, actually, I don't even think it's a shot off, does he? No, Han only shoots. Yeah. Yeah. And when they did the special editions, they had Han shoot first and Greedo shoots over Han, or Greedo shoots first over Han's shoulder and Han sh- um, kills Greedo. Right. Uh, then it says it was altered again for the 2004 DVD release, so they actually shoot simultaneously. And Lucas yeah. said it's intended Greedo to have shot first, um, which everybody always um, objects about it, saying that it basically changes the whole idea of Han being just out for himself. Right. No one will ever get the full story exactly what they think on it. It's just one of those, you know what? You got to go with what we have, you know? Yeah. Everybody has their ideas of what could what Star Wars could have been. So that's true. Mm-hmm. That's, that's basically true. 10 of the biggest changes that have happened since the original trilogy. And uh, as we know, every time the movies were re-released in any format, something was changed. Even from the theatrical release to the first video release, stuff was changed already. Yeah. And even in different, mm-hmm. um, if I remember right, different releases in theaters had stuff changed. So even before you got it to video, he was already changing things between different cuts and different formats in the theater. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very much so. It wasn't the first one, the whole scene with Chewbacca growling at a mouse droid. It was in the first original yeah. cut. He, changed, he took it out of some of the cuts because the, he didn't like the people getting a laugh there. And then uh, eventually it was in. It's when they're in the Death Star Corridor. Yeah, I think so. I think that was in, then he pulled it out, then he put it back in later. Someone talked him into putting it back in there. I think so, yeah. But I think that was actually the first actual change to the film after it was released. I could be wrong, but... Uh, could be. Uh, I want to say it was, yeah, yeah, it got added back in, because I think it's in all the stuff now. Yeah, it's in there now. That's what I said. I know I did hear that it was pulled out at one point, so I'm thinking it was while it was still in theaters, because there was like a 35 millimeter cut. I think it was it 16 millimeters, another version they had of it or something. They had a couple different versions for theaters, depending on what uh, projector you had. Right. I don't remember off the top of my head exactly what it was, but I think that's the scene that actually changed, because actually, I think that may not have been in the CBS Fox video. No, I don't think so. I but don't remember. For the, either the second second video release or the Laserdisc release or something. Yeah. So, yeah, Lucas was always playing with it. And if I remember it, there's, it's a lot more subtle. But um, the Indiana Jones movies, I think they've done the same thing with a little bit. But it's a whole lot more subtle. People don't notice it as much. Uh, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Star Wars, it's a lot. Mm. A lot of times seems just more drastic changes. Yep. Even yeah. little things. Like when they first put out the Blu-ray set, the Ewoks all of a sudden start are blinking. <sighs> <laughs> the masks could never do that before. <laughs> Digitally, we can go through and make them blink. <laughs> that is so odd. But, you know, last time I saw it on TBS, TNT, it, it didn't look obvious. Yeah. Either they fixed that or it's just a matter of getting used to it. The first time you see it, it's a jarring, crazy thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. So, well, that's going to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how we took some little news and made a uh, main episode that we actually got. Yeah. 
So try to put more discussion into it. We're there. Um, and that's, I think that's it. Hopefully we'll have uh, some trailers to talk about next week. If not, we'll either say told you so or we got told. Well, at least, hopefully at least the name of the movie even. Yeah. Watch him go by a 15 second shot. You'll see the Lucasfilm logo come up and then the title will fade in and fade out. And that's the end of the trailer. I, I could take that too. So I sincerely doubt it. Yeah. Not for the price they're paying for those commercials. Ooh. All, all I got to say is... I have a really bad feeling about this. Give the evacuation code Ooh. signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jet! I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2. Oh, my God.